Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 170 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I want to talk about who are the front runners for league MVPs in baseball. There hasn't been a lot of talk about it. We're all talking about which teams are going to make the postseason. But when season ends, who is going to be the two MVPs in both leagues? So let's start with the American League. Here are the three players who I feel feel are deserving and are in the MVP hunt. First, you have, of course, Angels outfielder slash pitcher Shohei Otani, who not only has a major league leading 40 home runs this season, but also has an 8-1 record as a pitcher with a 2.79 ERA. And while I think he's a far better hitter than he is as a pitcher, you have to give him credit for doing both things, because the minute he signed with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, everyone talked about how they were going to say he was going to hit or pitch, but at some point he was going to have to choose between the two. And so far in his career, he has not had to choose between the two. He is doing both things at a very high level. I think the thing I'm most surprised about him is how much power he has in that bat. I mean, 40 home runs is no joke in this day and age of baseball. And here's what I'll say about his pitching stats. I think his pitching stats are impressive because he's playing in this era of baseball. I think if he were playing 10 years ago when people like Roy Halladay were throwing complete game shutouts, we wouldn't be that impressed. But he is as good as almost any pitcher there is today because nobody is throwing complete game shutouts anymore. Nobody is pitching the way that Pedro Martinez pitched in 98, 99, and 2000. Nobody is that good anymore. Yes, you have those rare guys like Walker Bueller and Garrett Cole who are putting up fantastic seasons, but Shohei Otani is an above average pitcher in today's baseball. I think in another era, you would look at him as an average pitcher. Especially in the American League this year, there is no dominant pitcher. No pitcher is on pace to get 20 wins this season. There's not going to be a year like Justin Verlander had with the Tigers where he won MVP and Cy Young. So in that case, Shohei Otani does look like an above average pitcher, but I think in years past, like 5 or 10 years ago, he would just be looked at as an average pitcher, but he looks a lot better pitching in this era. I think what's special about Shohei Otani is his power. Now, a lot of people are looking at Otani and say, how could he be league MVP? The Angels are not very good. Well, you never said that about Mike Trout. Mike Trout is a two-time MVP, and he won those MVPs on a bad Angels team. So, if you're going to do the same thing for Mike Trout, you should do the same thing for Shohei Otani. I think this is the guy that the fans want to win the award and who Major League Baseball would like to win the award, despite what Stephen A. Smith said stupidly on ESPN. This is the guy right now. He is the one of the most popular players in all of baseball. I'll admit it, I was not happy when Shohei Otani won Rookie of the Year over guys like Gleyber Torres and Miguel Andujar. I feel like he only got that award because he was hitting and pitching, and both things not at that high of a level, but this year, he is worthy of American League MVP, and I would not be mad at all if he takes home the award. Another candidate we have to talk about is Blue Jays first baseman Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who is having a breakout third year. I mean, he has 36 home runs, 90 RBIs, a 305 batting average, and a 406 on base percentage. He is having the type of impact offensively that you can ignore the fact that he's not a stellar defender. I mean, Vladimir 
Guerrero Jr. is a really bad defensive player. He was moved from third base to first base, but he is so good offensively that you don't care about his ineffectiveness on the field. He is also just one of those guys you want to watch mash the baseball. He's up there with Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stan, Pete Alonso, those guys who just when they hit the baseball, it feels different. And when he hits the baseball this year, it is like a comet that is crash landing. He is the most powerful hitter in all of baseball. What would be cool if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. wins the award is that him alongside his father, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., would be the first father-son duo to win league MVPs. Vladimir Guerrero won the award in 2004 with the Angels, so if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did it, he would join his father as the only father-son duo to win MVP. Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonds never did that. Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. never did that. It would be really special if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. can take home the award. If somehow Vladimir Guerrero Jr. can bring the Blue Jays to the postseason, I think he would walk away with the award because he is the biggest reason right now that they are above 500. Yes, they have a really good lineup. They have Marcus Simeon. They have George Springer. They have Calvin Biggio. They have a really good lineup. But the best player on the Toronto Blue Jays is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So if he can get them to the postseason, I think he has a stellar chance at being American League MVP. I mean, this is a guy in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. that if he doesn't take home the award this year, he will get more chances. I mean, this guy is not going away. I think he has a chance to be the prominent slugger in the sport right now. And I think the Blue Jays did him a great favor in moving him from third base to first base. As a Red Sox fan, I want the Red Sox to do the same thing with Rafael Devers. The reason I'm not talking about Devers as an MVP candidate, despite the fact he's having an excellent offensive season, is because of his struggles at third base. Watching Rafael Devers play third base is really hurting his MVP chances. I guarantee that if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. were playing third base this year for the Toronto Blue Jays, I would not be looking at him as an MVP candidate because he would be struggling defensively. He is not a third baseman. He is a slugger. Let's talk about the third and final candidate I have for American League MVP, and that's White Sox first baseman Jose Abreu, who was the MVP last year, and this year he is once again leading the league in RBIs with 96. This would be the third straight year in a row he led the league in RBIs. I mean, this guy is the most underrated hitter in all of baseball. He's on the White Sox, who are one of the best teams in all of baseball. I mean, right now, if I had to pick a team who I believe has a chance of winning the World Series, I would pick the Chicago White Sox as one of the favorites up there with the Dodgers. I mean, a White Sox-Dodgers World Series to me would be fantastic, and one of the biggest reasons why is Jose Abreu. He is just a guy who can drive in a ton of runs. He's not the masher. He's not going to mash 40 to 50 homers, but he is going to have excellent numbers year in and year out, and he is now part of one of the winningest teams in all of baseball. He deserves to be up there in the MVP candidates, and he got it last year in a 60-game season. I would love for him to get it in a 162-game season. Also, it would be cool if he won back-to-back MVPs because it would be reminiscent of former White Sox first baseman Frank Thomas winning back-to-back MVPs in 93 and 94, and that's the type of player I think Jose Abreu is. I mean, nobody talks about him like this, but I think he is headed to Cooperstown. I think he is going to make the Baseball Hall of Fame. He is one of the best, most consistent players in all of baseball, so I want him to win back-to-back MVPs, and I hope the White Sox 
Olympics make a run at the World Series because those are the things missing from his resume. A World Series title. If he gets that, he'd have a World Series title. He'd have a Rookie of the Year and an MVP. That's a resume you cannot ignore when you talk about his Hall of Fame chances. I think Jose Abreu is the most underrated hitter in all the baseball. Those are the three guys to keep an eye on in this AL MVP race. Now, I think the clear favorite is Shohei Otani. He is doing something that not a lot of people do in the history of baseball. He is hitting and pitching at the same time. Not even Babe Ruth was putting up those kind of stats when he was doing both things. And I do think it is what the fans want. I think it's what the players want. I mean, we've never seen somebody do this in the modern era of baseball. So we should all be happy if Shohei Otani takes home the American League MVP. Yes, I like it more when a guy on a winning team wins the award, but Shohei Otani is doing something special and that deserves to be recognized. Let's talk about who are the MVP candidates in the National League and we have to start with the star of the San Diego Padres, Fernando Tatis Jr., who is arguably the most exciting player in the league. He has 34 homers, 76 RBIs, and 24 stolen bases. He is a five-tool player. The problem for Tatis, his game is not perfect though. He is not a good defensive player at all. He had 20 errors at the shortstop position. It has now gotten to the point where the San Diego Padres are playing him in the outfield. The other problem with Tatis is he is quite injury prone. He has only played in 95 games this season. But other than that, those are the two issues, his defense and his availability. But when you look at his numbers and you look at what he means to the sport of baseball right now, people care about the name Fernando Tatis Jr. He gets people excited. He is an exciting player and what a hitter he is. I mean, he comes up in the clutch and every time he is injured and misses time, it seems like he comes back the next game and immediately makes an impact and hits a home run. He is one of the most talented and exciting players in all of baseball. I think it's quite simple when you look at his chances for league MVP. If the San Diego Padres make the postseason, I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to win National League MVP. Now, that's kind of a big if because there are some teams ahead of them. I mean, the Dodgers are a wild card team right now, and the Cincinnati Reds, as I do this podcast, are ahead of them. If the San Diego Padres miss the postseason, I do not see Fernando Tatis Jr. winning league MVP because the only way he can get over his issues of the injuries and the games played is if the Padres make the postseason because that's something we'd expect from the Padres. I think the Padres would be underachieving if they don't make the postseason. So I do think it would be weird to give Tatis Jr. league MVP if they don't make the postseason. If they do make the postseason, I think he's the clear winner of the award. Another candidate for NL MVP is Atlanta Braves first baseman Freddie Freeman, who won the award last year and is having a terrific season. Freeman has 27 homers, 70 RBIs, and a 296 batting average, and the Braves are finally playing to the potential of the team we thought they were at the beginning of the season. They are leading the NL East by quite a margin, almost by five games. He is having a spectacular season. And oh, by the way, they are doing it all without Ronald Acuna. They are being led by Freddie Freeman. He is one of the best players in the National League, and he's one of the best players in all of baseball. He might not be as exciting a name as Fernando Tatis Jr., but this is the best first baseman in baseball. For me, Freddie Freeman 
is this generation's Chipper Jones? I mean, Chipper Jones was on those Braves all those years, and he was a quiet presence, but we all knew he was one of the best players in the game, and that's what Freddie Freeman is. He's not as showy as these other guys. He's just a guy who's always there. He's always reliable, and year in and year out, he is going to end the year with stellar stats. I mean, this is a guy who, like Abreu, is having a quiet Hall of Fame type of career. I think that's what's weird about this era of first baseman. There are quite a few of them who are on that Hall of Fame pace that not enough people talk about. I would rank that as like Jose Abreu, Freddie Freeman, and Joey Votto. They're not household names outside of real baseball fans, but they are the three best first basemen of their era, and two of them are having MVP-type seasons. So I think at the end of the year, if Jose Abreu and Freddie Freeman were MVPs once again like they were last year, that would be a good outcome for the sport because these are two of the best players in the game, and they are two of the most underrated hitters in the history of baseball. Now, we can all admit it'd be way more exciting if Fernando Tatis Jr. and Shohei Otani are league MVPs because they are the breakout stars of this season. I mean, coming into this year, there was a lot of doubt about whether or not baseball mattered anymore. I mean, we went through a 60-game season. We didn't know what a 162-game season would look like in 2021, and here come these new stars on the rise. I mean, Tatis Jr. got paid a boatload of money this past offseason and he's living up to the hype. And then you have Shohei Otani who's out here hitting 40 home runs as a starting pitcher. Here's the candidate that nobody is talking about. Cincinnati's red outfielder Nicholas Castellanos. The Reds are far better than anyone expected and Castellanos is one of the biggest reasons why. The outfielder has a 318 batting average, 22 home runs, and 70 RBIs. And if the Reds make the postseason, he has to be considered for this award because on paper, that team does not look very good. Yes, they have some really good sluggers, but their pitching rotation isn't quite there like it was in years past. I mean, they have Sonny Gray. They have some names that you know, but the Reds should not be as good as they are right now. And I think one of the reasons they are is because of Nicholas Castellanos. I mean, for years, this guy has been a very underrated player. He's a good enough outfielder and the Reds would be nowhere as near as good as they are without him in the lineup. That's what I think about when I think about league MVPs. How much a player matters to their team right now. If the Reds lost Nicholas Castellanos, they would not be as good as they are. They would not be good in my opinion. That is his value to the team. Sometimes we look at the stats and yes, some guys have some mind-blowing stats and they could be better than Nicholas Castellanos. But the award is called the Most Valuable Player Award. The way I think about it is if the team lost that player, would they be any good? And in the case of Nicholas Castellanos, the Reds would not be a good baseball team without him on the team. I also think he brings leadership to that team. I mean, the way he talks about that team and about those players, he is the leader of that team. He is the most valuable member of the Cincinnati Reds, who right now are a playoff team. So how could he not be in the MVP discussion? More people need to be talking about Nicholas Castellanos. In years past, sometimes the award goes to a starting pitcher, and if that were the case this year, there are two candidates who I think are deserving of MVP, and that's Dodger starting pitcher Walker Bueller, who has 13 wins and a 2.11 ERA. That leads the National League, and San Francisco starting pitcher Kevin Gosman, who has 12 wins and a 2.47 ERA. These teams would not be as dominant as they are this year without those two pitchers. If 
the Dodgers lost Walker Bueller, they would be in trouble. And if the Giants lost Kevin Gosman, they would be lost. Now, I think you can make the argument that Kevin Gosman is more valuable to the Giants than Bueller is to the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers would still have Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer. The Giants' rotation would not be as dominant without Kevin Gosman. He is the clear ace of that team. He is the most surprising player in all of baseball this year. How good he has been for the San Francisco Giants. So if they lost him, they would not be the NL West leading team they are right now. And as someone who really likes the Mets, I have to mention that early on in the season, Jacob deGrom was having an MVP caliber season, but due to his injuries, he is probably no longer being considered. But I would make the argument that because the Mets are now out of the playoff chase, that this is showing how valuable Jacob deGrom is to the Mets. When he was on the team, they were a playoff team. Now that he's not on the team, they have very little chance of making the postseason. That clearly is showing his value. I know they're not going to give the award to a guy who might not even pitch again this season, but still, it's something to consider. The The award is called valuable, and DeGrom's value to the Mets is probably more evident than any other player in all of baseball. Here's how I see this going. If Fernando Tatis Jr. makes the postseason with the Padres, he is going to win the award. If the Padres miss the postseason and Freddie Freeman and the Atlanta Braves win the NL East, I think the award is going to go to Freddie Freeman, even though I think it should go to Nicholas Castellanos if the Reds make the postseason, but I do not see Major League Baseball giving the NL MVP to Nicholas Castellanos. So right now, it looks like the clear winner would be Freddie Freeman, because right now, Tatis Jr. is not in the postseason. If he gets there, I think he's the league MVP, and I do think it would be very good for the sport if at the end of this year, the two MVPs were Shohei Otani and Fernando Tatis Jr., the two most exciting players in all of baseball, the two that most fans want to talk about. When they are up at the plate, people want to watch them. When they are on the field, people want to watch them. People want to talk about them. They are the two most popular players in the sport right now, and it is very good when the two most popular players in the sport are also looked at as the two best players in the sport. That is how I see things shaping out right now, but there is still a long ways to go in the baseball season. There's still more than a month. If the Phillies end up making the postseason, Bryce Harper gets back in there in the MVP candidacy. If the Red Sox save their season, maybe Rafael Devers finally begins to get mentioned as a league MVP candidate. But right at this moment, those are the six candidates I would consider for AL and NL MVP. For the American League, it's Shohei Otani, it's Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and it's Jose Abreu. For the National League, it's Fernando Tatis Jr., it's Freddie Freeman, and it's Nicholas Castellanos. Those are the six names I think right now are having MVP-worthy seasons. And I would kind of be shocked if no one from that list was named AL or NL MVP. That's the way I see things going. And ultimately, I think you're either going to get a repeat of last year's MVP winners in Jose Abreu and Freddie Freeman or two new emerging stars as MVP in Shohei Otani and in Fernando Tatis Jr. And either way, I think that's a really good outcome for the sport of baseball. And just the fact that the two MVP awards are going to come down to a mix of veteran players and young players shows that the state of baseball is in a very good place and no matter who wins the league MVPs, baseball is in a very good place right now. 
It's probably more exciting than it's been in years. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe.